You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Content. It's a word that strikes fear and causes paralysis. There is so much pressure. Will it be good enough, deep enough, clever enough, enough enough? There's a rule of thumb that has helped me to get past that content paralysis, and it's called the 80-20 content rule. What that means is that 80% of the time you serve your audience and 20% of the time you sell to them. And if you use the 80% effectively, the 20% becomes so much easier. So 80%. The 80% of your content that serves your audience should educate, inspire, entertain, help, or motivate your people. It makes them laugh. It makes them think. It makes them say, hell yeah. It creates connection because it also gives your audience a little peek into what's important to you, what motivates or inspires you, or even what special knowledge you might have. What that does not mean is that it all has to be original stuff straight from your brain. It's this thinking that causes the paralysis. For the easiest path to content, think about sharing from sites other than your own blog or Instagram feed. What are others writing about that's meaningful enough to share with your audience? Did you see a quote that was an inspiration to you? If you're a graphic designer, it's the perfect opportunity to put that in a pretty font, make a slide, and drop it into your Instagram. Boom. Maybe you read an article that resonated with you. Share it. Call out the author. You are providing education to your audience and potentially making a professional connection with someone whose work had meaning to you. This isn't copying. This is simply passing along content that you already found helpful. It doesn't necessarily always have to be something that you came up with. I think what has really helped me get past this content paralysis is understanding that I don't know if there's a single thought or concept in the world that hasn't already been thought of before. Like, I have a very hard time believing that there are new new thoughts and new thought, new concepts and new ideas out there. It's all just kind of regurgitated. But what matters is the way that it's said and the way that it's presented. Because someone saying something could fall on deaf ears for certain people and when someone else takes that exact same concept or that exact same idea and puts their own spin on it and presents it to their audience that way maybe that's the time that it lands and that it connects that's really where the magic lies is in how you're presenting it and in how you are sharing it with your people so again this isn't copying now let's be clear There's also a difference between this and straight plagiarism, right? So do make sure that you're calling out the the person who said the quote originally or the person who wrote that article and certainly don't take someone's Instagram post and copy and paste it and call it your own. I've had this happen to me. It's so, so, so bizarre. Um, So don't do that, right? Like that's not something that we want to do. But taking a piece of content that already exists and putting your own unique spin on it and um, being... Being able to present it in a way that's relevant to your life and your people, that matters. That absolutely matters. So 
Now that we've talked about that uh, content that we are repurposing, let's think about original content. Sometimes when you are close to something, as we all are with our own businesses, it's harder for us to think of those things that are worth sharing. It may seem like common knowledge to us, like why share this? Doesn't everybody know it? Answer, no. One of my clients is just beginning her interior design business. And in the meantime, she and her husband are working on a major, amazing home renovation. As their project has progressed, she's been documenting it on Instagram. And the more she shares, the more comments and questions she's been getting about whether she could do this type of design work for others, how much something costs, or the thought process behind a design decision. She's come to realize that she has knowledge to share simply by the questions her audience has been asking of her. How can she serve her audience by educating them with her home renovation expertise? And it might feel like you don't have expertise, but you do. You are at least five minutes ahead of somebody else. Just because someone else is renovating their home doesn't mean that they're doing it in the same way that you are. So you absolutely have expertise. This is a great opportunity for her to create content, whether something as in-depth as a blog post where she share, or that she shares uh, via social media, or something as simple as before and after photos of the room. Possibly it's something in between, like a step-by-step process for arranging furniture for optimum traffic flow. These are all areas where she has an opportunity to serve her audience with content they'll consume and appreciate. I think that education and helping are the two primary ways to serve your audience, but making someone laugh is good too. It's good to share something funny or silly. Can't we all use a good laugh? It doesn't have to be complicated, guys. Another way to think about content is to consider questions you wish your clients would ask you. I always use this example, but I think it's an important one. If you are a family photographer and you have an interest in curating the outfits that people wear for family photos, so you want them to ask, what should we wear? So if you want them to ask that, but they're not, answer the question. Write a blog post about choosing color palettes for family photos or create a series of Instagram slides with color palettes or examples of cohesive group shots. This is knowledge you have that is valuable to your audience. And just because your audience doesn't yet know that they have that question doesn't mean you can't answer it for them. You can also ask your followers what they want to know, but just don't make them work too hard. I love polls, but don't leave a poll open-ended. Give a couple of choices. So let's say you design educational activities for children. Why not do a poll asking if your audience would like to learn a simple color sorting game or a memory game about shapes? It's an easy either or choice, but it helps you serve what your audience wants. I just did this on Instagram the other day. I was creating some new freebies for my website. And so instead of asking, what freebie do you want from me? Because... There's no way that they would have the the know-how to answer that question. And honestly, that's putting way too much work on them. These people, they have their own businesses, their own lives. It's not fair for you to put your own business on their shoulders and say, tell me what to do next. So instead, what I did was take two different examples of freebies that I knew I wanted to create and I thought both would resonate with my audience. And I asked them, would you rather have a branding checklist or an Instagram engagement checklist? And I just let them choose. 
And likely I will create both of those things, but this helped me decide which one to create first because it was the one that garnered the most interest. So ask them a question, get their feedback, but make it simple for them to answer. We'll get right back to the episode, but I want to take a minute to recognize our sponsor, Profile by Sanford. Have you ever wanted to make a lifestyle change, but it's just plain hard? I will admit that while I want to be a healthy human being, I much more easily fall into the camp of whatever makes me comfortable. Now that my family is mostly in self-quarantine mode due to COVID-19, all I want to do is watch Netflix and snuggle on the couch. (laughs) Big surprise, right? Lucky for me, I have Profile by Samford in my corner. Profile is a doctor-developed nutrition and lifestyle program that utilizes one-on-one health coaching to help members pursue, attain, and sustain a healthy lifestyle and ideal weight. They even have a program just for expecting and nursing moms, which is what I'll be following for most of the year. This program approaches a healthy lifestyle from all angles, and it's flexible. While I can't meet my coach in person anymore, we still have virtual appointments and I can order food to be directly shipped to my house. The protein bars and shakes are awesome for days I just don't feel like cooking another meal, (laughs) but I still need something to fuel my body. And the accountability is a game changer. Knowing that someone else is expecting me to make good nutrition choices and move my body makes it more likely I'll actually do those things. Don't get me wrong, it's still not easy for me, but Profile reminds me that it's worth it. You can use the code MADDIEPASHONG for $100 off your membership. Just head to the show notes at takeitpersonallypodcast.com for the code and more information. Now back to the episode. Now, sometimes content doesn't serve a significant purpose other than making a connection. For example, you know I incorporate family stories and photos in my feed. My family is a huge part of who I am, so I think that's okay. You know your comfort level with that, but don't shy away from those connection points if that feels right to you. Just because a post is not educating doesn't mean that it's not providing some sort of value. Creating that connection with the people who follow you is still really important, and so if you are comfortable sharing some more personal things, and um, whether that's family photos, or stories or whatever, go ahead and do that. On to the 20%. This is about selling. As uncomfortable as that makes so many people, if you've been doing the 80% the right way, the 20% should be really easy. If you are growing your business and providing the 80% of service content, the time will come where your audience is ready for more and they'll want to pay you so they can get more. That's exactly what happened to me and so many others. People kept asking questions like how to take better phone photos. And that's how my presets were born. Rather than walking a bunch of individuals through using Lightroom presets, I created my own presets that could be purchased and used by anybody. I saw that opportunity to pivot my business offerings and build a great passive income stream. Basically, I solved a problem that many people had and that they were willing to pay for. So your 20% should be solving the problems of your audience. I mean, all of our businesses solve a problem for someone. If we didn't, we'd be doing a huge disservice. So whether your solution is providing beautiful invitations with hand lettering, the most indulgent pregnancy pampering services, or unique curated gifts for special clients, whatever you do offers an answer to someone's question, a solution to a problem. 
I have another client who is a teacher and also a health and fitness coach in a network marketing company. She wants to serve people but also grow her business. She has a great Instagram presence and as she has shared her wellness and motherhood journey and listened to her followers, she was inspired to come up with different freebies like recipes, meal planning, and the routines that make her life more organized. She has created PDFs about her morning routine and her before bed to-do list as a way to serve her audience. They can download these tip sheets as a way to build a little more organization into daily life. What she's done by serving her audience is establish her expertise and build trust so that when they're ready for the next step in their health and fitness journey, she is who they'll most likely turn to, not because of a hard sell, but because they trust her based on the content that she has served to them in the past. I think you will find that you can serve your clients really well through the 80-20 content rule when you share things that educate, motivate, inspire, or entertain while remembering to listen to the feedback your content generates. It's that feedback that leads to the 20%, the opportunities for sales and possibly for services that you hadn't even considered until you listened to your audience and learned what problems you can solve with your unique expertise. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.